Welcome to episode 100. Of flights. Football. And anything else. I'm Dave. And I'm Mike. How you doing, Dave? Well, me and my little pussy hangnail of a of a knee injury are doing just better than most and not as good as some. How about you, Mike? Um, well, you know, as as you the fireworks went off, doing pretty well. I mean, episode one hundred, who'd have thunk it? Is it uh I know who yeah, who uh, Yogi Berra was it said that who's used to say that? Who would have thunk it? Anyway. Maybe. Um who cares who said it? But yeah, I mean, hundred episodes. I, I would have had you told me that two years ago. I would have just kind of rolled my eyes and said, oh, "Yeah, I'm sure, <laughs> yeah, I'm sure, Dave. I'm sure, Dave. We'll, we'll probably do three or four and call her good." But here we are, one hundred. Yeah. I mean, and it's been a hundred straight weeks. Like as we've mentioned before, it's you know occasionally on a Monday. Used to be on Saturdays. Now we do it on Sundays. You know, the day of the week changes, but I don't think there's ever been more than an eight or nine day lapse, you know, like we might've done one on a Friday one week and then the next episode was on a Tuesday or something. Cause I do remember doing yeah. a Tuesday morning and the only reason Did I, we? not a morning, Tuesday afternoon, I, we got back from, uh, um, hmm. Austin brothers. Oh, right on. And that was a yeah, Monday, yeah, yeah. I think. Yeah, because we had to delay. Yeah, and then and that's it. when like Brian Tennant was cutting the neighbor's lawn and I was oh, pissed yeah. because, they, because he doesn't, you know, so, um, I saw him in Meyer the other day. Did you? Yeah, he kind of had a walker, so maybe he had a he had a surgery or something like that. Oh, really? Yeah. Huh. Yeah, he had a walker. He's going down in the pharmacy aisle. I'll have to see. Ask, ask him. Well, and you know the only the only way I, I saw him and didn't say anything is because I saw him three rows over. Okay. Yeah, because he's so tall. Because <laughs> yeah, he's so, so tall, I saw his head above the. I can't remember if he told me he was getting surgery on anything the last time I saw him or not, but obviously he must have done something. So. Yeah. But yeah, anyway, so 100 episodes, and the Bears didn't lose it this week, so yeah, I'm doing really well. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, why didn't asking. they lose? Yeah, they didn't play. So, I mean, they didn't lose, though. We have, ironically enough, on episode 100, we have three tastings, which is basically par for the course, but do not have any IPAs, believe it or not. What? Yeah, I know, just the way, you know, we were talking last night, we wanted a break up of the... I thought we had IPAs that were donated, but the two, again, we're starting off with a donation from Mary Ellen, and then we'll close it with a the third and final donation from uh, Brandon Car- Karst, and neither one of those are IPAs, and then you went out and got the uh, the stout for the breakup beer, but yeah. then it turns nothing out to break not, up. Yeah, there's nothing to break up, but we do have a nice variety for episode 100. Starting off with Smiling Irish Bastard from Geegan Brothers Brewing in Bangor, Maine. Again, this is a selection my sister-in-law, Mary Ellen, got for us when we were, well, when her and my mother-in-law were in Maine. And it is 6%, 45 IBUs. And for those keeping track at home, I went with Geegan. It's G-E-A-G-H-A-N. Um, so, looks like Geegan. That's, yeah, what I went. I that's, what, that's, that's what I went with. That's where I was going with it. So, uh, hey, you want me to read this? Yeah, go ahead and read it. This this pale is brewed with traditional Cascade hops from the Pacific Northwest that linger on your palate. The name says it all. American Strong, like Officer Bernie Welch, a legend in the Bangor Police Force, 
From Freezy's department store through Devil's Half Acre, with his billy club in hand, he wiped the smile off more than one hooligan's face while keeping bangers downtown safe. And I wonder if on the can is a picture of a police officer. I wonder if that's actually Bernie Welch or... I Could mean, be. I, I don't know why it wouldn't be if they were... You know, really made it's a pretty cool can picture. Yeah. I, I mean, this is one yeah, of our... you know, almost like an Untouchables type police uniform. Oh, there you go. Um, Wish I could remember some of the quotes from that. From uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, help me out. Uh, uh, Kevin Costner. Um, Sean Connery. Sean Connery. Yeah. Thank you. Yep. Uh, yeah. As we pour this, before we, I'm drinking out of my uh, groomsman glass that my sister got me for standing in her wedding on October 29th. I've got the real seafood glass, Mike. And I and Caitlin, if this is the one episode that you listened to, that was not the me using the glass you got me was planned. And by dumb luck, I chose real seafood for Dave because it's the same style glass, but that's where the reception was at was real seafood. There you go. So fucking pure brilliance on my part without even knowing it. Cheers. Cheers. Good. Inter- yeah, interesting. Good. You can tell it's not an IPA. There's, mm. but yeah, I mean it's a American pale ale. So yeah, you know, just you know, American, you know, as opposed to India pale ale. Not a lager, but it's right. got a a little a, a quite a bit stronger bite to it. How many IBUs? Forty five. Yeah, you said six percent okay. alcohol, forty five yeah. IBUs. Right. Um, yeah. Before we get into what we've been watching. Um, just, I mentioned I, in the fuck you segment last week, one of the fuck yous I had was to my fantasy football season. And I won't repeat it as a fuck you, which we'll do later on in the sh- episode 100 here. But yeah, that, that'll be a re that, that could be a recurring fuck you is because <laughs> I mean, and I, my players just do not score. I mean, I'm literally flirting with having zero points in my league, which usually teams average 75 plus with my league scoring system. Yeah. And I'm literally at zero. <laughs> you know, I, I've got Rodgers and uh, I've got a few players going and Rodgers has the Packers on the 25 yard line, but and Cleveland got me a negative four. So, I mean, it's just one of those things that a uh, shitty season just keeps getting worse and worse. But so I'm not going to dwell on that. Fuck it. It's over. If I'm not winning weekly money. I guess it doesn't matter because I'm so far behind. It doesn't matter if I get zero points or 99 points. If I'm not winning money, fuck it. Who cares? Yeah, if you're not the winner, you're the second loser. Exactly. Or first loser. First loser yeah, the yeah. Second place is the first loser, yeah. yeah I, I, God, I messed that up. How did uh, I do that? Uh, a, lot, a lot of pressure from the 100th episode. I know, I do. I, I feel a lot of pressure today. Um. So anyway, what have you been watching? Uh, I did watch a part of, not the full thing, so I feel a little bit shamed, of uh, Yellowstone. So what I've seen is pretty intense, and it is picked up right where it left off. All right. And we, Liz and I are going to get into that eventually here, because I believe with uh, T-Mobile, which Sprint merged with, and because we have T-Mobile phones, you have a year free of paramount plus so we can okay. catch up on right i think it's on paramount plus i know it's on paramount which i, I get on right. direct tv but i don't know if it's available to stream on paramount plus you would think it would be but i don't know one would think i mean we're just watching it through the paramount channel on Spectrum. right well you're caught up though yeah yeah you know, yeah, so yeah, you, oh, yeah, yeah yeah you gotta I mean, watch yeah. that well i think it's on demand i think they've 
put it all if you've got spectrum on demand okay yeah I'll you can go back and and see those other episodes and then um uh, tonight is episode two of dexter new blood liz and i will probably start that this week but i've been watching we did get through squid game today watched episodes six seven eight nine today because it's yeah. nine episodes how is that it, it was good and like i said last week or the week before when we started it you have the option of watching it dubbed yeah or with um oh, what's closed caption closed caption yeah because uh and i chose the dub and it's actually kind of funny watching the mouth move with the voices right so but i, I don't want to sit there and read because then you would miss what's going on in the action right so right but yeah, it was, it was in, I'm not a hundred percent sold that I like the ending, but yeah, it, you know, I it, there's some entertainment value oh, yeah. to it. Okay, it clearly left itself open for a uh, um, season two. Okay, and then uh, I've just been ripping through. I'm on season two, episode eleven of Riverdale. I mean, it, yeah. it's actually a, a show for teens, I think, but I'm enjoying it. Uh, the smoke You're shows, a teen at heart, Mike. Oh, yeah. The smoke shows that are uh, in it. And by the way, I mean, because it's in a high school setting. So I did do my research first, and, like, the series started in 2017, and these actresses were 21 at the time the series started. So okay. I, I, all right. I, I'm all good on that front. Okay. But, um but yeah, they get themselves into some uh, pretty, you know, even the the comic book characters would be proud of all the hijinks these kids get involved in, and all the you know the the murder and mystery and I mean they really and this you know they really promote uh, promiscuity. High, yeah, promiscuity, the high school promiscuity because um, they're always in bed together. Somebody's banging somebody at all times, really, and there's you know they're high school kids. Yeah. I mean, not saying I'm naive and don't think high schoolers have sex, but it's just not odd, that that, much. odd that they promote it like that. Right. So, um, but, uh, and then uh, I was watching, what else was it? One other thing? No, that's that's the only two things I've been watching. Then we All right. Into... So I know you're not a Marvel guy. Right. Okay, so I'm a Marvel guy. I'm kind of a sci-fi geek, whatever. But um, I watched the um, Shang-Chi uh, in the Ten Rings, Legend of the Ten Rings. I've never heard it, of that. It, okay, well, it apparently it's part of the Marvel comic universe, the MCU. Um, or it, the MCU actually now is the Marvel Cinematic Universe, but it, it, it really, I think it brought interest back, at least for me. I really, really enjoyed it. Had a lot of had a lot of entertainment value. Um, it was, I thought, a bit different than a lot of the other ones. And I told you last week when you talked about, um, um, God, I already forgot it. The game show movie, Korean game show movie. Squid Game. Squid Game. Yeah. Okay. And, um. You had me confused. Right? Yeah, I, I, I mean, I literally just said that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You <laughs> literally just said it. But Squid Games. And I said last week, you know, I, I said, oh, cause you wanted to watch it dubbed at one point. Yeah. And I said, oh, like on Sundays, I remember growing up watching the kung fu right. shows on sunday mornings and obviously this is a you know it's got this the cgi and the special effects and all that kind of stuff so it's not like why it's not like the kung but you know i just enjoyed that piece of it you know what i mean because there's 
Yeah, a lot of fight scenes and stuff like that, and it's it's very sci-fi. So if you're not into that kind of thing, then yeah, you know, it's not for you. But uh, if you're a Marvel person, I think it it brought a new twist to it that I enjoyed. All right, yeah, like so, I mean, I still that what was the one I Yochi or whatever was the one? It's a series on Disney, Yoki. Um, oh, you're talking? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I started watching that a couple times. Yeah. I just never get around to getting into it. And I can only log in to, on Disney on one of the TVs. Loki. Loki, thank Loki. you. Um, I can, uh, and I just don't want to look for the password or sign-in information. So there's only one TV I can watch, Disney Plus, and it's like, ah, screw it. Um, so I haven't got into that. But, yeah, so we'll be watching Dexter New Blood. So we'll have two episodes of that this week, and then we'll probably just watch it. Uh, well, no, we won't be able to watch it live because that's usually on while we're doing the pod so um and then uh yeah perhaps maybe i'll, I'll break into the yellowstone because that'll be you know i think you'll like yellowstone as much and i you know i know you won't believe me but i think you'll enjoy yellowstone as much as you uh enjoyed billions okay really do somebody told me that one of the guys in maybe it was uh chucks and somebody in yellowstone is way cooler than uh bad Bad, bad, um, bad ass. Yeah. Yeah. Um, What's the billion's name? Bobby Axel. I mean, he wasn't really a badass. He was just one cool customer with a lot of money. Right, right, right. He didn't really beat anybody up. Yeah. So, uh, um, trying to think what else. I knew there's. We'll be done recording this, and I was like, God damn it, that's what I wanted to talk about when we were watching, but I cannot fucking think of it. So, I guess we'll just have to get back to it if we think if I you know Mike when we're done with our day jobs and we can actually we can get insurance you know and and not have to rely on uh, that piece of it you know we'll be able to fact check ourselves and oh yeah for sure some more notes and prepare a little bit and you know yeah and this particular part I had prepared though now I'm just drawing a blank ah shit (laughs) it was Riverdale senior moment Riverdale squid game we should have some kind of an alarm for senior moment yeah you know what I mean Uh, let's see how about this one? That'll work, yeah. But unfortunately, sometimes some episodes that might be going off <laughs> the whole episode incessantly. Um, oh, and then of course watch sports. But we'll get to watching the sports when we talk about sports in the next segment. Right on. Um, that's about all I can come up with. And drawing a blank here, David, it really pissed me. I, it is truly the pressure of episode one hundred that's getting to me. Uh, not to mention my fantasy team, Aaron Rodgers is going to get me a fucking zero and a seventeen nothing Packer victory. Um, speaking of which, that pile right there. Let me go off on a little tangent here because it's sports related, but it actually is what we've been watching. But this isn't what I was going to talk about. Um, safety is supposedly such a big deal in all sports. Oh, you got to be safe. Got to be safe. Oh, we want safe. We don't want anybody to get hurt. We don't want to get anybody hurt. Whatever. Whatever. So, number one, if you're going to want everybody to be safe to, to the extreme they're going to do it, then you know what? I say flip a coin. The visiting team calls it. Heads. Tails. Okay, home team wins. Game's over. Everybody's safe. Because all these injuries, and then the other stuff that's so stupid, they, and it used to be a penalty to do this. Right. I know. What you, I think I know what you're going to. Where everybody, it turns into a rub, rugby scrum, and everybody gets pushed forward, and he, the guy is clearly fucking stopped. His forward progress is stopped. Yeah. 
But yet everybody keeps piling into everybody. If you, why do they allow that? But then if a quarterback gets farted on, it's a fifteen-yard personal foul penalty. It's just right. there's. It's so stupid that some of the rules in this game, which again, the Bears didn't lose because of this. Although it's still a bullshit call, it extended the drive. Uh, Cassius Marsh did not taunt the Steelers. He looked at the sideline. This oh, was right. la- this was last yeah, week's yeah. game, and I we recorded it. on yep. Sunday. Bears played Monday night last week, and he was released by the Steelers, you know, in training camp. Mm-hmm. So he sacked Roethlisberger. The Bears, you know, Bears were going to get the ball back. He just kind of stares over at the bench, kind of like, "Hey, this yeah, is what this yeah. is what you released. Yeah, this is what you let go." Yeah, I could. I might have just cost you a game here. And then the ref goes out of his way to like hip check him as he's walking by, and then throws the flag. It's um, you're not able, you know. Okay, they they regulated the N word out of the end, and it was mostly African American players using it towards one another. And they finally that's a penalty and a fine and everything. So they've regulated that out. Okay, I get that. I'm not even saying that, but sports. Is like, on a much less serious note, is almost like warfare. So it, you have to get into somebody's head mentally in order to beat them. You know, so I don't understand what's wrong with getting up. I right. own you, bitch. Right. And, and you know, kind of like walking up over top of them. Right. Show dominance. That's actually what sports is about. Right. And they get rid of all that stuff out of there. And then the Bears also were called... On a low block, you can't hit a guy low outside the tight end box. Right. Number one, they weren't outside the tight end box. Number two, he didn't even fucking hit him. He missed. Yeah, it was a whiff. So instead of a touchdown, they got a field goal. Seven minus three is four. That's a four-point swing. The Bears lost by two. Do the math. So um, with all this pussyfooting around, it's a violent game. You know what? If you don't want to get hurt, I respect that. Don't play. Become an accountant. Right, right. You know, <laughs> yeah. you know be, become a, a yeah. television repair guy, but you can still get electrocuted doing that or whatever. But <laughs> it's just so stupid, and especially when it's costing my team and my fantasy players <laughs> right? uh, yeah. points and money and shit. Right. It's just so dumb that I can't stand the – it's just dumb. I hate it. It's, it's a man's game. And it doesn't even have to be a man's game. I mean, no, women's football league, yeah. football is about hitting. Right. You know, so, you know, and again, well, if we want to be safe, well, then don't play then. You know, there's a there's a risk involved to everything you do yeah. in life. So, anyway, I guess that's a, kind of indirectly what we were watching because I've been watching <laughs> it on TV, but it wasn't a program I was watching. But anyway, I think it's time to rate the old smiling Irish bastard. All right, you're up. Um... Three sixty-six. Okay. I have mine at three point two five. And the reason I have it at three point two five is because it's good. It is what it's advertised to be. But there's nothing, you know, knocking my socks off or blowing my dress up about it. So it's a it's a decent, just regular old. American Pale Ale. Yeah, I got enough. I got enough bite to it where I went a little higher than yeah. you. Obviously, I went three six six. Yeah, you're right. You're probably right. Nothing really jumps 
clearly off the page with, wow, what a fantastic finish. Or, man, you can really taste the blank. XYZ, sure. So, but at 6%, I think it drinks a little stronger than 6%. And I think after two or three or four of these, you'd be... Getting the you'd be getting ready to ramp it up a little bit. Um, well, what did our fine friends at Untapped have? Oh well, I was right in line with six point eight thousand check-ins. Buying folks at Untapped average out at three point six three. Oh, you almost hit it right on the button. Yeah. All right, Dave. Well, second tasting, we have Dragon's Milk White. A bourbon barrel aged white stout. All right. I don't know if I, I don't know if I've ever had a white stout. I, have you, I had, don't, have you I don't, had a white stout? I don't think so. It's bourbon barrel and white stout with coffee, chocolate, and vanilla extract. And this is from um, New Holland. New Holland Brewing Company. Six percent, three point. Three point thirty five <laughs> IBUs. We were just talking so, about so now the size of the can. What yeah, the size of the can is a, a pint and then some. We'll call it. Uh, it's nineteen point two ounces or nineteen point three ounces. Uh, yeah, nineteen point two. Nineteen point two. So it's a pint plus three ounces. I'm a little surprised. This begs Which, the question, Mike. Does size matter? Yes, it does. <laughs> uh, I want to know what the deal is. I'm. Really interested to see how this tastes because you told me a bourbon barrel, and I'm like, I'm a little iffy on bourbon barrel, but then it's only six percent, so it's only six percent, and it's only 35 IBUs, right? Well, the bourbon barrel usually isn't as um, much bitter, but you can yeah, taste very the bitter, but um, I'm just interested to see what this tastes like if I could ever get it open. All right, we're both going into the not a big deal glass. And, oh, okay, well. I Looks guess like an IPA. Yeah, I guess that's why they call it a, a uh, white stout, because it's not the very dark color that is typically found in your stouts. Nope. Cheers. Cheers. Get a little vanilla, a little coffee. Wow, on the finish, uh, from a non-bourbon drinker, the bourbon really hits you on the finish. I don't smell it at all, but on the finish, you get you definitely taste the bourbon barrel. Hmm. And if you don't, um, you must be just as trained, seasoned bourbon drinker because <laughs> that is definitely bourbon on the finish. Yeah, I'm not getting it. Wow. Maybe, obviously, a little bit. I mean pretty hard to have a bourbon barrel stout beer or bourbon barrel aged beer uh without getting any bourbon in it but i'm not it's not uh yeah i don't i don't it's not hitting me in the solar plexus or um, anything and i'm probably pretty fortunate that this is only a six percenter because being a pint plus this could you know end episode 100 after two <laughs> segments because that is that is nothing but Right. Bourbon, in my opinion. But smooth bourbon, though. So, um, sports. I'm going to jump off right off the front with a one NHL game. And it's kind of betting-related. 
Last night, I was looking at the phone, and I'm like, why is why are people betting? Okay, cool. The Seattle Kraken, you know, the new kids in town. Right. The new team on the block. Right. You have the feel-good story. Oh, they got a cool name. They got a cool jerseys. Cool color combination. Oh, yeah, go Kraken. Release the Kraken. I, it's a good story. I like it. You know, right. And hopefully the fan base stays with them and this, that, and the other thing. But I don't know why people are betting them. Um, today is Sunday. Last night was Saturday. They wouldn't have played Friday. So Thursday, uh, Anaheim came to Seattle. And I'm looking through, you know, like I did when Ice Picks was running rampant uh, before COVID hit, and I was at like 60%. Yeah, you were. Over 100 games, you know. And I'm kind of scouring. I'm like, all right, Anaheim at Seattle. Okay, this game should be. Anaheim should be like a dollar fifty favorite. What? Seattle was a dollar seventy favorite. I'm like, how in the fuck is Seattle a dollar seventy against anybody? Fuck it, you know. I bet fifty dollars on Anaheim. Anaheim won the game seven to four. All right, so they didn't play Friday. Then last night we're we're at the bar. Uh, the a was it eight of us. Yeah, yeah. Uh, four couples, eight <clears throat> of us at the bar, and I'm playing around on my phone. Not that your guys' conversation wasn't stunningly. Yeah, whatever, but whatever. I just, get I just, on with, okay, I just whatever. Needed, I get just on with your bet, story. Bet, 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 bet. <laughs> and I'm like, all right, Minnesota, who's better than Anaheim, yeah. is at Seattle. Okay, so Minnesota should be about a dollar seventy-five favorite. And Minnesota was a dollar twenty favorite. And then the puck line, Minnesota minus a goal and a half, was plus two hundred. I'm like, I don't. There's something wrong here. I said, "Fuck it." I put fifty dollars to win 112 or whatever it was on Minnesota minus a goal and a half. In my opinion, I kind of caught a break, but hey, a win's a win. It was three to one Minnesota. We got home from the Taco yeah. Bell, which those those fucking chicken ricey burritos or whatever they are, they're absolutely fantastic after you've been. Drinking. I'm glad because you had three of them. Oh, that bag was they were, that bag weighed five pounds. They were delicious. Man. Oh my god! I smoked them all. When we got home. Was... <laughs> oh man! Um, but anyway, so I, we get home. We get up to bed. I turn on ESPN Plus, and this is in the third period. It's three one Minnesota. I'm like, all right, come on, boys, let's get win this one. And then for some reason, Seattle pulled their goalie with like five minutes and ten seconds to go. And I'm like, what? And like 30 <laughs> seconds later, Minnesota had an empty, got an empty netter. So it's 4-1. I'm like, all right. Now I got a little cushion with the one. And with about a minute and a half, Seattle scored to make it 4-2. Uh, pulled their goalie again. And Minnesota ended up winning the game 4-2. So I won my bet there. So I just don't, I guess long story short, which at this point is fucking impossible, but why? Okay, like I said, they're they're the feel good story. They're the new team. I get everybody right, right, wants right. them to win, right? But you're going to bet them to win, yeah? No, because that's it, what drives the number. It's not how yeah, good yeah. or bad a team right. is. It's how many people are betting on those teams. I've got a theory. Okay, well that's here, Dave. You've got the you know the betting apps, the new uh, what you know what I mean? Yeah, DraftKings, whatever. Uh, they got all of them, and. Um, you know, they put those specials out there to get people to draw them in, right? Yep. The no-lose specials, no-risk specials, whatever, whatever. And are they possibly trying to get more people to bet hockey by doing that? If if people 
understand what's going on and try to suck them in that way. Well, I mean, I don't know. It's a theory. Yeah, that that could be because yeah, because I I'm not a good I'm always I'm not a good gambler. Period. Like, I mean, I had a ten dollar same game parlay. Delvin Cook to score a touchdown, Mike Williams to score a touchdown, Mike Williams to score two touchdowns, and Mike Williams over 60 yards. And Delvin Cook lived up to his end of the bargain. I don't know if Mike Williams was even – I think he would join the witness protection program today. Um, that, but I don't think they would – I I kind of like – you know, I'll give you a attaboy for your uh, theory – but the way they would, the way they do that is like every once in a while, FanDuel. Hey, for every hundred bets we get on, you know, the Detroit Pistons, the line will move uh, one one point. So by games in, you have the Detroit Pistons plus one hundred and thirty three points. Right. You know, obviously they cap it at a twenty five dollar bet, but they're they're just giving everybody twenty five dollars because it's like, well, you know what? In addition to giving us the twenty five dollars back. They're going to give us more, so we'll give them twenty five. So they give us three hundred, just like I do. Right. It's like, hey, here, Peters, here's twenty five dollars. Yeah, well, that's and what then I'm I lose three hundred. Kind of it's kind of a you know everybody starts saying, hey, you know, you got to go to you got to go better, you know, go bet against the Kraken for some reason. What is it, would you say it was in Fanduel? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Go to Fanduel. Bet this. Bet this. Bet this. So people start gravitating towards Fanduel, and all of a sudden they start tightening it up. You know what I mean? Yeah, like I said, I, I'm gonna. It's kind of like the it's kind of like the casinos when um, the seniors get their get their checks, get their social security checks. Man, they crank they crank down the penny slots, and then when it's like halfway from it's you know the the halfway period between yeah. when they get their check and when they get their next check, they open those penny slots up, you know, and you hear the ding 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 all the time. All right, well, get people to that now that. That part is plausible. I, I'll give you that. I, they, you know, they tone down the winner. That's why I don't usually like to play those type of gambling games because um, of that fact. Yeah. Because they can control it. Like, okay, we better get some winners because the only way you get people to continue to come in there is you got to have some winners. Well, the casino. What I learned was uh, from somebody that worked at a casino is that you know the state when they do their audits, the casino has to pay out a certain percentage. They have to. Now it's up to them on what machines they crank down and the other ones that they loosen up. And so, like I said, when the when seniors get their social security checks, when the social security checks come out, um, they'll tighten up the the pennies and the quarter slots, and they'll loosen up the high roller area, the five dollar, the ten dollar a pull. Do you know what I mean? Right. And then on the weekends, you know, when all the golfers and the weekenders come in. They'll uh, they'll loosen up the penny slots and they'll t- they'll tighten the uh, the high roller ones. Well, well, when I go to the casinos, it's tight all over the place. I don't <laughs> I don't ever fucking win in those games. Um. Uh. So that's hockey. No baseball, obviously. So college football. You know what? Tell me what. At first, I didn't think it mattered, but now I'm wondering if Michigan State getting shafted in being seven behind Michigan six may ultimately come back to haunt them. And what I mean by that is because. Right. I mean, I guess. I mean, if Michigan Michigan state wins out, it won't haunt them. What if Michigan wins out, but they're not going to. Yeah, true. That's because now Michigan, but but isn't it head to head? 
at well, that point. But it's head to head now, and Michigan Michigan leapfrogged oh, them. After I tell you that. what, I tell you what, you'd want to talk about going into witness protection. I bet you, I bet you, those people on the on the well, committee are going to have to go hide if they do that. And that's what I'm saying. I mean, Ohio State's going to be, play a big, big, big part in this discussion because Michigan and Michigan State plays Ohio State next week. Yeah. Excuse me. And I want to say. Michigan will play them in three weeks. Right. So Ohio State plays Michigan State, somebody, then Michigan. Right. So Ohio State's going to have a big say. But let's just say Michigan and Michigan State beat them. Michigan State beat Michigan was ahead of them. Michigan State dribbled pissed down their leg against Purdue. Right. And Michigan leapfrogged them, even right. though Michigan State beat them. So now, theoretically, if both teams went out, how does Michigan State leapfrog Michigan again? Yeah, I don't know. Because you can't say, well, Michigan State beat Michigan. Well, Michigan State's already beat Michigan and yeah. they're behind them. I know. So, I know. I know. Um, I know. It's that's if you look, you know, if you if you go online and you read anything, that's the that's the narrative everybody's gravitating towards. I mean, I could go through real quick uh, from week eleven. Obviously, Oklahoma University loses to Baylor. They dropped from four to well, in one poll, they dropped from four to twelve, and rightly so because they've actually got their eight wins. They had a lot of smoke and mirror close call wins. Yeah, so that that's a, I, I I respect that drop. But I think in the in the top ten, that was the only upset. Now, the only glimpse of. The only chance, and you know, I'm I am a I'm an MSU alum, a fan. I want to see MSU, you know, go to the um, college football playoff. But alas, I mean, even Purdue fifty against Ohio State, Ohio State fifty nine, Purdue thirty one. The only chance, the only glimpse of hope that I see is that Ohio State let Purdue score thirty one points. Okay, so. Maybe there's a you know some some room because Michigan State can score. The problem is they're secondary, and you know with Ohio State and what they've shown what they can do, unless Michigan State does something different, they're going to get their secondary just annihilated. And so um, I don't think it's going to be an issue for Michigan State again, unless either you know half the starting lineup on offense for uh, Ohio State gets COVID and they're out for the week or. Um, MSU does something different in their in their secondary, trying to play. Um, well, and that's like we I mentioned to you last night, and I said, and thanks for reminding me by what we, you were just talking about. It's like Michigan State had success against Michigan when they were putting pressure on on things, right? But yet against Purdue and against even um, Maryland, when they get into that right soft coverage right they give up 12 15 18 20 yards a pop and if a if a uh, youth football coach like myself <laughs> can see that right you got to think highly paid defensive coordinators are like you know what we why don't we scrap this fucking cover two and you know i'm not saying you got to send the you know an all out 11 man blitz every single play right. but when they're putting pressure on the quarterback and making you know enforcing the issue yeah. their defense is much more effective than sitting back there and getting picked apart oh i think they've got to they've got to bring the kitchen sink at least once every four downs right against yeah. ohio state i mean that's oh yeah i mean that um now it was just when you were talking on that cuz i'm trying to figure out how this is going to shake down because i certainly hope because you have to figure Georgia and Alabama, one of those teams is going to have another loss. Or a Georgia, lo- Georgia's not going to have a loss. Did you see who they play this next week? 
No, but those two are going to play each other in the SEC title game. Well, okay, yeah, yeah, okay. I got what you're saying. So if you do that, see, here's where I have an issue with it. Yeah. And this is why, and this is uh, why I said a few episodes ago that I hate college football. And it's just right here because okay, let's say Georgia is undefeated at, in the SEC. Yeah. Let's right. say Alabama wins thirty-one twenty-seven in the SEC championship game. Georgia's probably still going to be one of the four teams. Yeah, for sure. How do you lose your championship game and get rewarded to go into the playoffs? When it's that tight of a field, if it was a 16-team field, well, then yeah, losing your conference championship, you'd still get in because there's 16 teams. How do you lose the last game on your schedule and get a playoff berth? Because I, I think they've, when, they've when elevated when them on that pedestal. But then when there's that many other one-win teams, or what? Not one. Yeah. Win, I'm sorry, one-loss teams. Well, no, but it's the same reason why there's some one-loss teams that are ranked 23rd. Right. Well, those are those are shit fucking teams. That's like, what I'm saying. You know, like no, University I'm, of Texas other, San Antonio, they're undefeated, right. and they're twenty fifth in the right. country. But on the other side of that coin, Georgia is so good. Right. Okay. Here they're going to give them the benefit okay, of the doubt. Okay. Well, you, you played right. the second ranked team and lost. Right. Here's my argument to that though. Michigan and Michigan State both went out. Yeah. And the 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 Big Ten. Well. Then that means, and then okay, so and then Michigan State, okay, so and Michigan, they, Michigan have State to bump went Cincinnati too. Michigan, Michigan State went out. Yeah. Um, Michigan State would be would play for the Big Ten championship because the the Big Ten does go head to head. Right. So Michigan State would play for the Big Ten championship. Let's say they beat them, so they're automatically in because now they're going to be in. If they beat Ohio State and win the Big Ten title, they'll right. be one of the four teams. Would have to, I would think. So, you know, so Alabama would be one. Michigan State would probably be four. If Michigan wins out, their only loss is to a one-loss Michigan State team who won the Big Ten, and currently they would be ahead. So Michigan State would be up there, or I'm sorry, Michigan, Michigan. would be up there. In Cincinnati, if you figure if they go undefeated and they're in the top four right now, so you got. Uh, Michigan, Cincinnati, two. Cincinnati, Michigan, two, three. Alabama, Michigan State, one, four. But you know damn well, just like you're saying, Georgia would fuck one of those teams out of it. And there's no way. That's why when you're putting the hands to a vote of commissioners who have a vested interest, because it's like, okay, well, I'm voting for Georgia because now I've got Alabama in the SEC, Georgia in the SEC, or the you know the Big Ten uh, guy. Yeah. Okay, obviously I'm voting Michigan, Michigan State, because now I want two slices of the national championship pie. Because the money, just like it does in the uh, the March Madness, all the money that the teams that go to the big dance or the college playoffs, right. they get the, the money goes in the pool, and then it's divided amongst the conference. Right. So how would the SEC guy that's in there on the, uh, the bowl commission not vote for Georgia? Right. Even after they got beat. Right. Now I could I could defend it a little more with my example of a thirty-one twenty-seven, but you know what if Alabama wins forty-two to six? Yeah, right. I mean that's not going to happen. But you're right. I mean that would that would certainly put Georgia into question as right. far as like yeah, yeah. how good are they? Because look at they're playing uh, Charleston South. <laughs> Southern Charles. Oh yeah, the Charles. Yeah, I don't know why Southern. all these big teams have got such a cupcake uh, <laughs> late. You know, Alabama played New Mexico Mexico right. State yesterday. 
fell behind three nothing. <laughs> you know, they went three and out. Right. New Mexico State kicked a field goal, take a three nothing lead, and then Alabama promptly scored seven straight touchdowns. Did the they have all half. the? Did they have all the managers playing for Alabama just in the first quarter? Um, yes. Well, not the managers. They took people out of the students. Hey, section. you guys have been good to us. Why don't you suit up for the yeah, first quarter? Exactly. Um, Give our guys a break. And then, uh, um, uh, what were we talking about right there? Oh, Alabama, and then yeah. Um, yeah. And then who else had a cut? Oh, fucking Florida. Play Sanford. No, Samford. <laughs> Sam, S A M. Yep, Samford. Yeah. And gave up more points in a half in school and program history as they were trailing 42 to 28 at the fucking half to Samford. <laughs> Ended up winning the game 70 to 50 something, right. but still. And then I'm going to end the college football debate on uh, Manny Diaz should be out of a job. What a horrendous, horrific loss. My Canes, I, I refer to them as my Canes. I mean, I, I don't follow college football like I do, you know, Bears and Red Sox. But if I had to pick a favorite college football team, it would be Miami, the U. It's all about the U. Watch the, the documentaries on uh, the ESPN 30 for 30 uh, series. Uh, they're, they're fascinating. They're good. Um, this, that, and the other thing. But... Came out flat against their arch rival, Florida State. Florida State is dog shit this year. Yeah. Fell behind fairly big early. Came back, took a 28-20 lead, and ended up losing the fucking game 31-28. It's like inexcusable, and he's been mediocre his entire time there. Time to get rid of him. Start anew. So. All right, you heard it here. I'll look for your resume to come across my desk, Manny. <laughs> but uh, last thing on the college thing for Week 12, uh, the AP poll and the coaches poll uh, matched. The top oh, 10 matched. Did I? Okay. Yep. So, and then we'll look on Tuesday for the college football playoff rankings. But um, there could be some upsets as far as uh, Oregon. They have to go to Utah. All right. So they'll be playing at Utah. So that's a possible upset I'm I'm calling right now. Um, now Michigan has to go to Maryland. I'll say one thing about the Maryland game: if Maryland wouldn't have shot themselves in the foot three or four times, big time, major major blowups, um, that game would have been super super tight right down to the wire. Or Maryland, you know, could have beat MSU. So right. they imploded on some pretty pretty stupid stuff. So I'm saying if they can if they can fix those if they can fix those issues, and Michigan's going to Maryland. Maryland moved the ball pretty well on offense. So I'm I'm thinking that's a possible upset, and then um, yeah, that's that's about the only one. Oklahoma State's going to Texas Tech, and then all the other. Schools. Well, who's Ole Miss got? You know. Well, they've got uh, uh, Vandy. Okay, that's the easy one. Yeah, and, and and Vandy's going to Ole Miss, so. Ole Miss is home. Yeah, so that's an easy win for them. Because they're, they're my adopted team because I have to bandwagon. I, I got to get off this burning ship because the other ones I kind of liked was uh, <laughs> Coastal Carolina. They got beat again like yesterday. So I, I, I've jumped off the Chanticleer's bandwagon. Um, so Alabama's at home. Since he's at home, Ohio State's at home. Notre Dame's at home. And Ole Miss I thought is Ohio at home. State, Michigan. I thought Michigan State hosted Ohio State. No. Oh, it's at the shoe. It's at eh? the shoe. So 
That's another. I just okay. So this will be the game of the century if Michigan State can pull this off. I'm not saying they can't. I'm just saying the da- the, the deck is stacked against them this week. Yeah, probably right. I'd like to, I'd like to see what I might actually even have to take Ohio State and although at the Fishman Eight doesn't want to hear that because he knows what my curse my my, my <laughs> I'd curse, love to hear that my curse. I would yeah. love for you to bet Ohio State. All right, so hey, you and hey, I'll take bribes from you and at Fishman Eight on who I'm betting with. <laughs> we'll see how badly you want your teams to win. Um, so let's fast forward, switch, jump, hop, leap. To the NFL, uh, just when you think you have the NFL figured out, you nope. don't have it figured out. Nope. Um, I'll start with the game that we just ended up watching because it was very bitter to me because of the fi- uh, fantasy disaster that it was. Uh, I have Russell Wilson in one league, Aaron Rodgers, uh, Aaron Rodgers in the other league, Devontae Adams in both of those leagues, and Bupkis. 17 nothing. Adams got me three points in one league, zero in the other, because the the one league you need 100 yards receiving. Rodgers got me three uh, three points in one league. Wilson got me a fucking donut. I, uh, Jason Myers is my kicker. The Seattle got shut out, so obviously my kicker didn't do anything. Uh, you know, the Packer defense, I mean, hey, hats off to the Packers. And obviously... Being the hundredth, you know, the centennial episode of Flights Football, and anything else, you know, follow us and like us on Facebook, uh, Twitter at EPOD FFA. Uh, you know, a many great many episodes of our program have had some COVID talk to it. Oh, yeah. I, I, I'm actually more mystified now with the Aaron Rodgers deal than I was last week, and now. Again, I, I don't give a fuck if you wear a mask or, you know, like uh, they said in our Fast Times in Ridgemont High, you don't care whether she comes, stays, lays, or prays. Whatever happened, your toes are still tapping. And then when you got that, then you got the attitude. So, <laughs> but, okay, so the Packers were fined $300,000. Yeah. And Aaron Rodgers and Alan Lazard, who I didn't even know Alan Lazard was in violation, unless he was the one who threw the Halloween party. I don't know. Yeah. But, um... So, they were each fined fourteen thousand five hundred dollars. You slap, and not even a slap right. on the hand. That's not even a. And actually, Rogers lost more because he was dropped by a couple of sponsors because of this deal. So, I mean, obviously, it's going to cost him more than that fourteen thousand five hundred dollars. But here's here's what I'm confused about. Okay, he's so he's not vaccinated, right? Right. So that's why they find him, right? Yeah. Well, part of the policy that the NFL. Players Association and the NFL agreed upon is if you're not vaccinated, you wear the mask while you're not playing. He still didn't have the fucking mask on today. Yeah, I'm trying to. Can actually... you can you only can you only be fined once for one offense? You know, because I don't. And again, I don't care if the guy wears the mask or not. I just want to know the rules. Like, if you're going to make a big deal of it, yeah, and um, you know, and say, oh, this is the pro, this is the rule, this is the rule. Hey, we're going to fine you because of this, that, and the other thing. And the guy still didn't fucking wear a mask. I'm trying to look it up right now as far as any news stories coming out currently. I mean, post-game. Any writers or whatever writing something about whether he should be or shouldn't. And I don't see anything. Um, and I'm not going to go through all of this and try to, try to right now during the pod, try to figure out like if he should or shouldn't be. 
uh, wearing it on the sidelines. Okay, here we go. Maybe I maybe active players are not subject to wearing a mask on the sidelines at games unless local government indicates otherwise. Players are also not required to wear a mask during outdoor practices, during stretching, warm-up, walkthroughs, or in the bubble of a large indoor facility such as Don Hudson Center. Players who aren't vaccinated must, however, wear masks for indoor walkthroughs. Though Rogers has been speaking at post-game news conferences without a mask indoors and seemingly in violation of the rules, it's also worth noting that outspoken vaccine critic Kirk Cousins of Minnesota, who has said he's not vaccinated, has been doing the same. All right, well, okay, then, then why, why did, well, what was he fined for then? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um... And, um, Unvaccinated players must keep a distance of six feet from others inside team facilities, and lockers must be six feet apart as well. With plexiglass dividers, if possible, media have not been given access to locker rooms yeah. as part of the COVID nineteen protocols. Weight room rules. Um, well, that we're, we're not going to be able to verify either that. So the the rules of that situation, but unvaccinated players are not permitted to participate in in person meetings at the facility. Unvaccinated players are prohibited from gathering in groups of more than three team-affiliated individuals outside the team facility, a la the Halloween party, or during travel, including training activities, unless otherwise approved by the NFL or the NFLPA. All right. Well, oh, there's a whole. I'm not. There's no way I could go through this. It would take up the rest of the pod. Right, and then uh, on another COVID note, my my phone got an alert. Yahoo, Yahoo Mail, but it's not my Yahoo Mail. It's just a generic thing that Yahoo puts out. Not always COVID-related, but usually COVID-related, that it said Dr. Fauci will not quit until the pandemic is in our rearview mirror. So apparently Dr. Fauci is going to live forever. <laughs> this just said Dr. Fauci is immortal. <laughs> so I think eventually they'll make a new Marvel movie about him. Um and tonight's Sunday night football game is the Kansas City Chiefs at the Vegas Raiders. The only reason I bring that up is because as much as we talked about it last week, I'm not going to reiterate it, I did take some heat from a couple of our loyal listeners at Blackhawk Larry. Um, I don't know why I said Addy's not on Twitter, but at Grandpa Blackhawk and uh, Chuck McPeak both gave me a little attitude about me being so upset that they mentioned the fact that the one lady who was killed in the car crash had her dog with her. I stand by it. It's irrelevant. And I'll get to that more later when we talk our best, worst moments of the pod. I thought a little bit about that too, but you did mention you the three dogs you've put down, you've cried like a baby. Right. You're a dog lover. Right. So you weren't, you're just wondering why the media, right. why do you have, why right. is that? Yeah, I don't understand. I didn't understand. Unless they want more pet owners right. to read their article and then but here the only reason i bring that up again is because if you didn't think it was bad enough and this i guess as a defense attorney you have to represent your client and this is obviously the most idiotic statement i think ever because lawyers for henry ruggs iii claim in court filing that firefighters were slow to extinguish vehicle fire sparked by crash. So it really wasn't Henry Ruggs' fault that he was driving 157 in a residential area while intoxicated. And the fact that the loaded weapon is really irrelevant because nobody died by the gunshot or anything. 
and that he did slow down to a, a mere 125 on impact. If the fire department could have driven that fast, they probably could have put the fire out. Maybe the the one of the, the young lady or the dog, or maybe one of the two or both, would have survived had the firefighter been. Like, why would I mean? Uh, yeah, again, defense attorney has to represent their client. I right. get it, but it's like so. I mean, unless they have video footage of the firefighters and the hoses on the ground and they're going to Henry Ruggs, it's like, hey, Henry, can you sign this football for my son? This will be a real great collector's. Well, then, okay, yeah, then, yeah, the fire department dropped the ball because they were asking for autographs from a drunk wide receiver who just killed somebody. But, but it's like, are you fucking kidding me? You're going to say, well, the fire department was slow in putting out the I'm flame. I'm telling you what, <laughs> you, know, you, just, you just buried your client because now you're throwing, this whole thing <laughs> is so tragic, so senseless, and now you're going to take the route of throwing the fire department, exactly. a first responder, first responder, a first responder under the bus. Yeah. On this thing, you just you just you just ended the case. You might as well. Just right. Well, that's what I mean. It's like we're slow hand to your extinguish cli- vehicle fire sparked by crash. Hand your client a orange jumpsuit and give him a couple quarters. Yeah, I mean, because that that was just baffling to me. It's like, are you kidding me? That uh, um, so uh, um, wow. But anyway, back to the games at hand for today on the NFL. Uh, in a game nobody wanted to win and nobody did. Lions and Steelers. I knew you were going to bring this one 16, up. 16 16. And now that makes the Monday night loss to the Steelers by the Bears even more embarrassing because although we faced Big Ben, Lions didn't. That was horrible. A horrible football game. But yet I was it was like a car crash because there were other games on. I have the NFL Sunday ticket. I can watch any game. And yet I spent most of my time watching that fucking game. Probably because to make my family's Thanksgiving more um, enjoyable. Let me just confirm the fact as I'm talking. Yes. The schedule. Yeah. Lions twelve thirty. Lions and Bears play at Lions and okay. Bears twelve thirty. So I really, really want the Lions to get a win before Thanksgiving because it's a real. If the Lions are oh, uh, if the right. Lions are one eight and one and beat right. the Bears. Ah, no big deal. Yeah. If the Lions are winless and beat the Bears, everybody's Thanksgiving's ruined. <laughs> so, um, unless I bet every penny I have on the Lions to win and then right. to minimize the storm. Well, you might have to. Um, and here's what was baffling to me. If I heard, and this will not be on Corrections Corner if I am wrong, because this is what I heard. And I text it to my son, Nick, and I text it to uh, Terry O'Leary guy in my football league, my fantasy football league, when Jay Jefferson, I'm not even sure his first name is because I don't even know who the guy is, okay. had a 28-yard touchdown run for the Lions. All right. That marked the longest touchdown run by the Detroit Lions since 2013. Shut up. That's what I said. I, I, I texted. Um, let me. Uh, that can't be true. That's what. I, and there, let me. I'm pulling up my text messages, and I'll read verbatim the text that I sent to my to my son Nick. Um, all right. Uh, say, just kill the dead air here, Dave. Well, okay. But I'm, I'm saying most people probably since two thir- 2013 can name. Obviously, they can name the quarterback, but they can also name several receivers. I would bet. But then go and try to name running backs for the Lions right. since 2000. So, I mean, yeah, I guess it's true. 
Well, obviously, I'm sure it's true because they um, they mentioned it on the air, and it would be uh, yeah. You know, be, right. Why would they mention it on the? Oh, okay. This is exactly my text to him. That was a mind-blowing stat, exclamation point, question mark, exclamation point, question mark, exclamation point. <laughs> that Jefferson 28-yard TD was the longest TD run by the Lions since 2013, bunch of question marks. And then I scrolled down and I put, that can't, in capital letters, can't, be right, can it, bunch of question marks. Because for two reasons, two things. Number one, and this is what makes it really mind-blowing. Number one... 28 yards, really? I mean, if it was a 98-yard touchdown... Oh, yeah, right. Well, 98 was a bad idea. If it was a 71-yard touchdown, that's the longest touchdown run by the Lions since 2013. All right, yeah, I wouldn't yeah. Even, we wouldn't even be having this conversation. Right. Because 71, that's, that's a pretty long touchdown run. Yes, it is. Um, but 28 yards? 28 yards, not that long of a run. No. I mean, it's a nice run. Sure. You know, you, you covered a quarter of the football field, touchdown. Hey, I think hey, that a boy, that a boy, Jefferson. Yeah, yeah that a way. Hey, buddy, yeah. But um, it's not that long. No, I think it's I think it's just inside the thirty yard line. Isn't it, it? Yes, it is. <laughs> and so here's the thing, and what makes it even more mind blowing. Yeah. So I just told you that twenty eight yard touchdown run was long since two thousand thirteen, right? Right. You know what happened later in the game? They got a 32-yard run. They got a 41-yard touchdown Shut run. Shut the by front that, um, door. Um, Iguabike, I think. The, um, the punter's nephew or son or something that, from I think he used to kick for Tampa. Field goal oh, kicker okay. or punter, Donald Iguabike. Sure. This is his nephew, son, cousin. Something, relative. A relative of Donald Iguabike. So-and-so Iguabike had a 41-yarder. So that's how mind-blowing that stat is. They hadn't had a touchdown run of 28 yards since 2013, and later the same fucking day the 28-yarder was beat. That's how mind-blowing that stat is. The Lions are on their way up. Um, so, anywho, um, back to the NFL. So what other games? Jaguars, you know, again, my son's favorite, my youngest son Nick's favorite team. Hey, it looked like they were going to get blown out of the building 60 to nothing the way the game started. I mean, they were down big yeah. before you could even get comfortable in your favorite chair. And then ended up having the ball down 23-17 with a minute and 20 to go to win the game. Uh, Trevor Lawrence scrambled, tried to make something happen, and um, was uh, fumbled, and the game was over. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, how, how do you how do you explain the foot the football team beating Tom Brady? Do you think Tom Brady's getting? He's had a couple bad games. They had a stat flash up on the screen: uh, five turnovers in the last two games, one TD and five turnovers. Do you think? Um, do you think it's the pressure of the man in the arena debuting in the next week to ten days? Maybe because there's a big to do about. It. I think it's a yes. I think it's a thirty for thirty type series. Yeah, I don't, Tom Brady, be. the man in the, the yeah. arena, and he hasn't been worth the shit, but. Right. And then no, Cam I knew what Newton, you're, I knew Cam what you're Newton talking comes about. back and fucking has, he has a rushing touchdown, a, th- a throwing touchdown. Throwing touchdown, that was stupid. A rushing touchdown, a passing touchdown, <laughs> throwing touchdown. What a loser. Um, and they fucking blitz. You know what? The, the Cardinals have lost two straight after an amazing start. But I tell you what, take away a, a Kyler Murray and a DeAndre Hopkins from your lineup 
and any team's going to struggle. So I'm yeah. not I'm not going to call the Cardinals frauds yet. Right. You know what I mean? Agreed. They, although I actually I, I take that back. I take that back. They won last week without Murray and Hopkins against the Niners. They lost this week without Murray and Hopkins. So my argument loses a little bit of its validity because they actually lost. They beat the Niners, but they lost to the Packers, and Murray and Hopkins played against the Packers. So, But I'm still not going to call them frauds because you you take a Murray and a Hopkins out of an offense, and yeah. you can yeah, yeah, see sure. why. And Chemistry. The although whole it was a home game, and to get drubbed like that, that's a little disconcerting. But, it, you know, hell, Tampa Bay lost too. So, um, And then there was one other game that I uh, hmm. was – Oh, and then the – I don't know. Is, is I, I can't. No, I'm not going to say it. Because Tom Brady won the Super Bowl last year. Bill Belichick didn't. And New England hasn't done anything. But New, New England's actually playing pretty well. And they fucking destroyed the Browns. Oh, yeah. 45-7. to seven. Now, is, um, is uh, Mayfair back? Mayfair or Mayfield? Mayfield. Yeah, Mayfield's back. Yes, he was, oh, he was back when they beat Cincinnati. And um, so... That leads us to, yes, he was back and they just got fucking drilled today by the Patriots, 45-7, to and they got my fantasy football team a minus four with our scoring system, so thanks for nothing. Thanks for nothing. What movie is that from? Thanks for thanks for nothing. Uh, the Sandlot. No. Um, oh, there's my phone vibrating. Um, which, anyway, perfect segue from the Brown game. And only legendary podcasters could do after a hundred episodes. Okay, we go we go from the Browns to Odell Beckham Jr., who the team worked out. They released him. He cleared waivers. He signs with the Rams. Rams yeah. Now, you know the listeners are saying, "Why does that make you legendary? You didn't do nothing about that." Well. Sit back in your easy chair, and I'll explain my logic to you. Because one thing is going to segue to another, just as it's done on shows that make millions of dollars. Okay, so yeah, Beckham goes to the Rams. He's going to be arguably the fourth option behind Daryl Henderson in the running game, Cooper Cup, who has just been lights out this year, right, and Robert Woods, right. Well, what happens Friday at practice? For the Rams, you mean when when he finds that out that he's like no fifth or sixth man no, on the totem pole? But two days ago, what happened Friday at practice? Oh, I don't know. Robert Woods blew his ACL. Oh, so now all of a sudden, now OBJ becomes he's going to have to become part of the offense because they just lost a key weapon of their offense, right? And everybody's still thinking, well, I don't understand where this is going. I can even see the look in your eyes when yeah. you're a little confused where this is going. Now, there's there's no proof, obviously, that OBJ had anything to do with Robert Woods. Oh, like a Nancy Kerrigan, Tanya Harding thing? And right. which segues <laughs> us into... I got you. I'm the, following. Uh, yep, the old uh, PSG player that was attacked. Oh, the, the women's soccer yep, team in and, Paris? And I, I don't know... Because nothing's been proven yet, but I don't know if anybody's been following it. But uh, midfielder Amanita Diallo was taken into police custody in the morning following an attack on the club's players last Thursday evening. 
The French soccer team condemned what happened but didn't give details. The Associated Press has reports from media from French media which said that Diallo was driving a pair of teammates back from a night out. Chiara Homaroya, H-A-M-R-A-O-U-I, Homarawa. Sure. Sure. We'll go with that. I wanted to put, go with we because O-U-I is we <laughs> in French. Homarawi. That's what we're going to do. Homarawi was one of the players, and the car they they were in was attacked by masked people. The allegations are that Hamarawi was hit with a metal bar in her legs. Also, Diallo and Hamarawi are French national teammates as well. Yep, as a reminder, in 1994, a man attacked star figure skater Nancy Kerrigan, hitting her on the leg and injuring her. After practice at the U.S. National, uh, the U.S. Olympic Trials at Joe Louis Arena, and the, the infamous why, why, um, that was a pretty good spot <laughs> that on was Nancy. Really good. Wow. Uh, day, day, Are you sure you weren't the voice <laughs> dubbed in on that? Days later, Jeff Galuli, Harding's ex-husband, and his friend Sean Eckert uh, were among those arrested after hiring someone to pull off the attack. Harding denied the plan. Um, we don't have full details yet. All we know is the fact that Diallo is in police custody as part of the investigation into the attack, and that she was one of, the, and that she was the one who replaced Hamarawi for a recent game. So now people are still thinking, well, what does OBJ have to do with that? Well, the OBJ part was a joke that he purposely had Robert Woods blow his ACL, which segued into this. So. Maybe a bit of a reach, but hey, it's, it's episode 100. Allow me some fucking latitude, fuckers. <laughs> so. Hey, anything is possible. <laughs> you know, Especially with the modern day Nancy Kerrigan, Tanya Harding story there. Exactly. Um, What else? I, nothing else, you know, with the Bears being off and the games I wanted to discuss have already discussed. Yeah. You know. nothing, nothing else, because we're 45 minutes into this segment. Oh, so. no shit. Oh, yeah. Well, time flies when you're having fun, Dave. We're having a lot of fun. So, yeah, we should rate uh, Dragon's Milk white. All right, let's do it. You're up first. I am up first, and I'm going to give this guy a 3.85. All right, so. It's got a plunky spirit, and, yeah, it's a good drink. I, I'm not getting the 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 the... The bourbon that I am? Yeah. Okay. Um, I, I don't know how either. I, maybe you, you should get a COVID test on the way out of the North Studio because <laughs> I don't know how you're not getting bourbon out of this. Because Well, I'm the, getting a little bit. I'm just not I'm, getting the woo that I'm you gi- are. I'm giving it a 3.58 okay. because I like it a lot because it is subtle. But as the listeners know, um, I like Smiling Irish Bastard a little bit better simply because there is no bourbon taste with that one. And I'm not a bourbon drinker, and there is a, enough bourbon notes in that. I liked it, but because I went three six six on the first one, I have to go three five eight on Dragon's Milk White. Um, where do we stand? Oh, look at that! What? Wow! All right, first first beer. I was point zero three ahead of the on tap crowd. Um, this beer fifty point three thousand check ins. The on tap crowd. Came in at 3.82, hey. which means you were 0.03 higher than the ONTAP crowd. So, wow. Just like we knew what we were doing. All right, Dave. Third tasting episode 100. 
So that almost makes it arguably like roughly the 300 tasting, give or take. I mean, give or take. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. So. Well, especially when we had the the Oktoberfest oh, yeah. tastings and stuff, so it's probably over 300. Right. Yeah. Easier, easier math. Three times yeah. 100 is 300. Right. All right. We have the uh, third and final tasting, courtesy of Brandon Karst. Thank you, Brandon. Brandon. From Country Boy Brewing. A country boy can't survive. Uh, I got a shotgun, a rifle, and a four-wheel drive, and a country boy can't survive. Um, How much did his friend lose his life for? little music trivia. How much did he lose his life for? For blank dollars, my friend lost his life. I like to spit some beach nut in that dude's eyes and shoot him with my old four to five. Five dollars. Nope. Ten. No, fuck, you don't even know the song, man. For $43, my friend lost. He goes, Why 43? That's what he had in his pocket. He said, but he was killed by a man with a switchblade knife. For $43, my friend lost his life. Oh, that sucks to be. And then he goes, I'd love to spit some beach nut in that dude's eyes and shoot him with my old 45. See, but if you love that song, you're going to love Yellowstone. All right. I'm telling you. Anyway, back to the tasting. We have Nacho Bait. A habanero blonde ale. So if that's my bait, then it's not your bait. That's right. It's not your bait. Um, hey, we're close. Hopefully, it's a very interesting taste. When you mix habanero with beer, sometimes you get good, sometimes you get bad. But we're closing the hundredth episode out. Zero IBUs and just a four point nine percenter. You know, that's ironic. Is it ironic? No. What does ironic Poetic. mean? Eh, but you know that. <laughs> no, I mean, what does ironic mean? What's that from? I don't know, but right now all I can think of is the, is the Three Amigos. No, that's from Seinfeld when Elaine's stuck on the subway when she's going on her way to a gay, a lesbian wedding, and she said, "You know, that's ironic." And then the lady says, "What's ironic?" And she says, "Wow, that we fought so hard." For you know, equal right, blah blah blah, and then the the lady says to her, "No, what does ironic mean?" <laughs> oh, uh, let me finish the line from earlier. Okay. Thanks for nothing, Danny. <laughs> so, what movie is that from? I didn't I didn't give the Danny part. So the Danny should give it. A, Thanks, Danny. Danny, fast not fast times. Um, Danny. Oh shit! I should know this. Yes, yeah, you should. I should know this. All right, but anyway, why do you think? It's not no, major pain, is it? No, no. <laughs> But why you uh, uh, why you think of that? Yeah. Thanks for nothing, Danny. God, I know that line. <laughs> let's uh, let's taste the old nacho bait. Oh, that's gonna drive me nuts. No, but the line from Three Amigos is, "Jefe, do you know what a plethora is?" <laughs> uh, no, El Guapo. <laughs> All right, let's let's go. Hey, cheers. cheers! What glass you got there? I got oh, the that's good, good life. life from... Good life from Bend, Oregon. What do I got? Rusted smoke. Oh, there you go, Mackinac City. Not a lot of jalapeno on the notes. Yeah, there's a little bit of heat in there. That's good. Because remember, we had that jalapeno yep. that the heat was taken yep. out of it, and I just thought it was like this. 
was this vegetable beer. It was bleh. That's got an and as it sits, that's where the habanero comes. This will be good to belch later tonight. Oh yeah, for sure. No, this one says uh, you think you know you think you know it well, but don't let the first taste fool you. Ale brewed with habaneros, uh, nacho bait will leave you feeling the burn and wanting more. All right, yeah, and it it's a it's it sneaks up on you. You don't get it, it sure does. right as you on the, but as it sits there, then the finish comes back up. So like that's what I meant by you know we'll belch it up. Hey, um, Dave. Yeah. Yes, Mike. We, before we go on. This yes. is a beer tasting podcast, so I thought it'd be kind of cool. You would, uh, you've actually been there mm-hmm. before several times. Um, Michigan's craft brewers are saying cheers to Bell's Brewery founder Larry Bell following Wednesday's announcement of his retirement and the sale of his brewery to Australian-based beverage company Lion. And they wouldn't characterize the uh, the sale as a craft beer selling out. Um, I'm not going to read the entire article. You can you can find it on your own. But what they're saying is like, hey, the guy's 63 years old. That's what you know. You, right. Craft small craft brewing companies. You know, like the Austin Brothers and you know some. Yeah. I'm not going to list all of them. We've sampled many many of them on this pod. But you know the the love is creating a beer, finding a taste, getting a niche. Yeah. Obviously, you want to make money. Right. You know, but I think even before the money. I think the, the passion for making the beer is what drives these small brewing companies. Not like e- or even like you know even as close to home as loggers. I mean, yeah, they obviously they want to make money. Nobody goes into business to lose money, but the, the main reason you do it is you know for the love of the beer, the love of the craft. And sure. So nobody's looking at this as that you know Larry Bell is just saying ah fuck I want out of this business I want to. Cash in and make a fortune. Guy's sixty three. He's made his brand, and it's like, hey, you know, I want to. This time, yep, it's time to move on. And uh, Bell will join forces with Colorado-based New Belgian Brewing Company, purchased by Lion in two thousand nineteen. The two American craft beer giants will unite under the same leadership team once the sale goes final in the coming months. Um, you know, while Kalamazoo's beloved independent brewery is being sold to a global big beer company, Michigan Brewers contacted by M Live. See, this isn't a sellout situation. So, um, but yeah, so hopefully one day we can sell the rights of flights, football, and anything else to... Absolutely. You know, to yeah. all things comedy or to The Ringer, you know, the, the Ringer podcast and, you know, make millions of dollars and just sit yeah, and do nothing. Sure. You know, that's ultimately the goal of anybody who gets into business. Yeah, you do something because you love it. You yeah. Do something you love, and you'll never work a day in your life. Yeah, that's why. Well, that's why our second segment here went forty-five minutes because we're just we're exactly. having too much fun. Exactly. Um, and uh, one last football note, and I was kind of perplexed by this, and you wonder if there's. I mean, I read it on the internet, so it's got to be true. Sure. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, God. All right. The Miami Dolphins' supposed trade offer for Houston Texans quarterback Deshaun Watson has been revealed, and it's quite shocking. According (laughs) to Fox Sports' Jay Glazer, and Jay Glazer actually is in the know. I mean, it's not like this is from uh, the local Miami Fox Sports guy, Joe Bagulio. Um, This is Jay Glazer. Okay. The offer would have been massive. Three first-round picks, 
and two second-round picks in the NFL draft. But the one catch to it, if you want to call it a catch, granted, the Dolphins included the caveat that Watson would have that Watson would need to settle the 22 sexual assault cases. So I mean that's kind of a weird trade. Like, hey, we'll give Houston, we'll give <laughs> yeah, but we don't H- want your baggage, right? Exactly. Yeah. And here's what I okay, and this is it's a double edged sword for me on that offer. Let's just and let's say the guy had no sexual assault charges. You let's sure. put that aside. Okay. And I haven't really heard much about that lately. But anyway, we're putting that aside. Three first and two seconds. Okay. This is starting to rival the Stafford trade. Right. But and, and the way I look at it is, like, how many first-round draft picks have been busts? Right. Probably a lot. Right. I mean, hell, Tom Brady was a seventh-rounder. Yeah. Or sixth-rounder. I don't know. Somewhere down there. Yeah, he, he was like That's how far down it was. Nobody really at at the fi- At the Fishman 8, you're our uh, uh, managing editor after the fact. Let me know. I'm pretty sure he was a seventh-round pick. Maybe he was sixth-round. Who gives a... Uh, at Fishman 8, let me know. You know, so they're probably you're probably not going to get a first rounder in 2022 as good as Deshaun Watson. No, so as I a matter of fact, uh, Mel uh, Kuiper Kuiper okay. has said that the the quarterbacks in this draft are not going to be the you know the star studded you know pick okay. of the litter kind of a quarterback uh, field. So anyway, right. validating your point, right? So so the, on the one side, it's like, hey, I like what the Dolphins are doing. Picks are picks, and you never know what you're going to get with a pick. You know what you got with Deshaun Watson. Right. But the flip side of that coin is, what do you have with Deshaun Watson? What does he want? <laughs> right. He hasn't fucking won anything. Yeah. In, in fact, I think he has as many playoff wins as Mitch Trubisky, which is one. Yeah. Or maybe one more than Mitch Trubisky, which is still one. Yeah, well, ironically, then, what happened this past week with Tua? Didn't he come onto the field after what's-his-name yeah. got hurt and, yeah. and and gave him an upset victory? Yep. <laughs> so, what, uh, so is it is this is this trade taking place? Oh, no. No, no. the trade deadline passed in Miami. Okay. They, right. But that, that was the reported, that was the best offer that the Texans received. Gotcha. And they still turned it down. I don't know what they thought they were going to get from him because – they said, hey, they're willing to not even just deactivate him every game this year because they didn't want to sell him at, you know, a pennies on the dollar. Sure. Which I understand that point. Yeah. But it's like, how? what more would? What more do you think they were going to get for him? Right. I mean, you think you're going to get three first, two seconds, Aaron Rodgers, De- Devontae Adams, Tyreek Hill, and Christian McCaffrey? I mean, <laughs> first of all, a lot of teams would be saying, why are we trading players? We're not getting them. But, uh, so yeah, so anyway. And I want your wife. And your children too. Exactly. So, um, all right, but yeah. So I thought I actually just thought that was interesting. So, yeah, very interesting. Best of times, worst of times, man. It's a hundredth episode. All right. I was thinking about that. We mentioned that a lot yesterday when we were at the bar. Um, on a episode one hundred, you know, the, the big conglomerate shows can piecemeal together shit and show footage and. This, that, and the other thing. Obviously, we're just, uh, you know, two guys having some fun. I'm going to start with my worst moment. And it's still nails on the chalkboard when I think of it. And every time I set the phone down on the table, it fucking vibrates. 
Um, the worst moment. Think back to it had to be single digit episodes. Yeah. We were just starting out. We didn't know what we wanted to talk about. And fuck, some people probably listen to this and say these two fucking idiots still don't know what they're talking about. Which is fine. Whatever. Just listen. Um. But remember when we did our we had our bowl picks and we went like game by game. I was oh like, my oh, god! I had Mississippi State for twenty seven points over. And I'm like, and at the time we were doing it, like I was having fun doing it. I wasn't thinking anything of it, but now probably I'm going to say at least 85 episodes. I think that was in the first 15 episodes that we did our college picks. Yeah. I don't know. Like episode 10, the title is best of Washington state. That was beers that we got from Washington state, but I don't know. Helmet breaker. And yeah, but I I didn't, but yeah, so I mean, that's um I you know I and I just remember that doing that and now after and we've had some clunkers since then I, obviously every fucking episode's not going to be the greatest episode of all time I mean that would right. be you know we've had some clunkers but I that was though that was I think was arguably the worst you know we just we were trying to talk and just okay let's you know I took, well, who did you have, Dave? Uh, Notre Dame for eight. Okay, I had Notre Dame for 15. Who'd you have? In the, blah, 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 and it just went on. And, and in bowl season, there's a million bowls, and right. we covered all million yeah, of them. So. Yeah, we did. All right, so that was my worst time. Um, Mine was just the, the editing in the early days when I didn't really know what I was doing. Well, doing yeah, I never had the experience any of that because you, you do all that editing. Yeah. You, you're an editor, so. But, I mean, the pod would take us, uh, you know, an hour and something to right. – around an hour, hour an hour to an hour and a half to produce, and then it would take me another two to three hours to edit right. because I'd, I I didn't know because it was so right. long and I was doing so it in the wrong said. format. <laughs> Thank you. But a bump. Um, it was in a – I was doing it in the wrong format, and I had to, like, splice it up into different sections, and I don't right. know. It was horrible. Well, and actually, so and even though I just said that you're our editor and, you know, I don't have anything to do with that, I like to think I was part of the yes, you were. solution on that because I reached out to uh, Dave from Don't, don't Forget, Forget the, the Popcorn, popcorn. and I said, why – and he's like, well, if you tell him to do – and I still – and I just ver- – yeah. I verbatim text – Right. You what he texts me, I, mean, I still don't even know. No, saved it in the, in the yeah. other format. And then you're yeah. like, oh, okay, so then, yeah, so yeah. then that's... Boom. yeah. then we're off to the races. So, all right. Yeah. Um, so what about, I mean, I'm just saying, like, we've done 100 weeks in a row. Correct. And that's through COVID. Correct. Doing it via Zoom. Yep. And, and recording it and saving it that way. Um, I was up in the UP twice. Yep. So we did it via Zoom that way. I was in Oregon once. I don't know. Were you anywhere? I don't think so. Nope. I've never done. I've done the Zoom with you, but I've never been re- out of town on a right. Sunday or Saturday. Well, I mean, I, you may have been out of town on a Sunday or Saturday, but not recently. What did you go to Paris when we were? Yeah, you went to Paris when we were. That I think that was just, that was only. Like, I don't think I missed. Was, was that before we did the pod? No. Oh. Um. But I, we we were in Paris like Tuesday to Saturday, so we we would have done the pod Sunday and then right. Sunday or whatever. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay, so we didn't miss anything. But I think that's the most impressive part, at least. Oh yeah. Okay. Um, my I think my favorite part was uh, 
if we could play the clips. And I, I remember, because there have been, I can't remember them all, obviously, and there are some pods where I literally wake up the next morning and don't remember any of the pod. Well, for obvious reasons. <laughs> right, for obvious reasons. But the one I do remember, if I, I want to say it was, um, our first guest was Alex Grace, right? Um, Was it? Yes. Okay. I'm pretty sure. All right. Or was it um, Brewmaster Jim? No. It was Alex. Alex was okay. first. All right. And I had um, a rant that I went on. I had just enough to drink, and it was just it was about the the rights to animal rights, like you know the 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 lengths that people go. So if you go if you if you find the Alex Grace episode, it's probably towards the end on a rant I went on. Um, you know, like the polar bear, and I was like, "Oh, you know, raise money to save this animal." It's like, what in the fuck are we spending all? This? And I just went on and on and on about why do you people give two shits about whether or not the polar bear is extinct? Who gives a shit? You know, all of it exchanged the ecosystem. It's like you know, and my point was, and I still stand by. It. It's like you know what? If the polar bear becomes extinct, I think we're going to be just fine. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, the I polar do, bear. The polar bear, agree, is, yeah. the polar bear is one of the most vicious animals on the planet. Oh yeah, and you you know even though the company I work for it's a cuddly they do the, the oh, Christmas yeah. one that's a cuddly version of it. Yeah, the polar bear is. Oh well, the that's where dangerous. the saying comes from. Uh, if it's black, fight back. If it's brown, lay down. And if it's white, say good night. Basically, meaning if you're within thirty yards of a polar bear and it's pissed off, you're dead. Okay, yeah, but so yeah, and I went off, you know, and that was my, I think my favorite rant. I know a lot of the listeners and viewers. I can say viewers for this particular episode. I think was number fifty nine when we were on Destination Bourbon. Yeah, and I apparently don't know how to drink good bourbon, and <laughs> you know, well, yeah, you don't I, take, I you bottle, don't take six bottle. ounces and just <laughs> tip it back. So. Yeah, but, and, uh, uh, but we had um, episode 13, I know, is Shelly's favorite, because, and I'd love to play it, but, oh, maybe I could play it right now. That's where that's where the COVID shutdown was looming, oh, yep. and the news report that restaurants and bars were yep. going to close at 9 p.m., Yep. and you thought that meant you could go to the restaurants and bars from now on until 9 p.m., and they would shut right. down. And you had a comment. Well, if I was a, if I was a twenty one to twenty five year old, I'd make sure I got there at like four, right? So I could get good and tanked before it shut down. But no, they were they were saying all the bars and restaurants were shutting down for good until oh, further yeah. notice at yeah. nine p.m. that yeah. day. And so it was just hysterical when she listened to that and us go, "Well, I'm shutting down. How can they possibly shut down? What's going to happen to the economy? What you know? How are these people going to make money?" And little did we know that the government was going to give them an extra six hundred dollars right. a week. Uh, so that's how they were going to make money. But yeah, that that was a that listening back to that episode, like how clue like. Yeah. <laughs> well, and I I remember we were here in the North Studio. You were in that chair. I was in this chair, and I said, "They're do they're." They're thinking of having the March Madness tournament with no fans, and you were like, "What?" <laughs> and it was like, and yeah, it was like it, was, it wasn't. It wasn't a big joke to us. We just thought it was. There's no way it was gonna become what it became. And then actually, they didn't even have March Madness that no, year. No, canceled the whole thing. And to prevent a corrections corner for episode 101, which is weird, I just I looked over on the TV. Saw the advertisement for 
Yellowstone. Yeah. Yellowstone is on Paramount. But yet you can stream seasons one through three on Peacock. Yeah, I don't know. I, do, I mean, I literally yeah, saw it. So, and it I know we have there. Peacock. Yeah. Okay. So that's what, after Liz and I catch up on the first two Dexters. All right. I think I'll, I think I'll buy into your suggestion. You bought into billions for me. You know, I'll buy into Yellowstone with you. All right. So, um, but well, yeah, my so. my favorite title is Tugging with Tubin. That's uh, yes. uh, episode forty five. <laughs> that was and that was, um, and actually, and, and it was funny. It, I was shortly after episode forty five. You said yeah. Shortly after episode forty five, Liz are Liz and I are in bed and we're getting ready to go to sleep and we're watching one of the. Uh, Careful, this is this yeah. is this is explicit, but yeah. it's not a it's not a it's not a tell all. No, but no, we're we're getting ready and we're watching uh, OJ Made in America, and Jeffrey Tubin is one of the guys that's on that program, and obviously Made in America was done before he did that, and I saw the name Jeffrey Tubin on it. You know, the first time he's on the program, they show his face. He's talking about this, that, the other thing. Jeffrey Tubin, CNN reporter. He goes in, and I'm like, I'm sitting there laying in bed. Jeffrey Tubin, Jeffrey Tubin, Jeffrey Tubin, Jeffrey Tubin. What the? Wait. And I I, I grabbed the remote and I rewound it and listen. What are you doing? I said, that's the guy that was jacking off on a, on a, a Zoom meeting on CNN that I talked about on the pod. She said, really? I said, yeah, that's Jeffrey Tubin. I knew that name. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, that was, that was, that was actually, yeah. Yeah. And like I say, we've had some clunkers along the way, but sure. I would, I wish I'd listened. I don't like to hear my, you know, I, I know I, this is shocking to a lot of people as much as I fucking blab on and on and on, but I don't like to hear myself talk. <laughs> So I don't. I rarely listen. I, so, I rarely listen to any of our own pods. Right. But I really should because I think we've actually gotten. I don't know if I can say infinitely, but yeah. drastically better. But then again, I mean, I guess that's. I mean, if you I'm, do, if you do something a hundred times, right, and you're not any better than you right. were the first time, maybe it's time to do something else. Yeah. No. But, I. For Jason Moeller. Uh, we parked next to each other at the gas station and he said you guys have really gotten a lot better like he like really and not from the standpoint of like God, you guys really sucked in the beginning and you're very mediocre now so congratulations <laughs> well, hey but i'll take that no don't prove it. <laughs> no he, no but he was he was he was really saying it you know he, it's really to the point where touchdown renfro at the fishman ain't just racking up points as usual anyway go ahead no, he just he said he's it's to the point where you know we're getting pretty good at this and he enjoys listening. So that that was I enjoy that kind of compliment, yes. especially when you're out in public and and a listener stop stops you and yep. and, and pat you on the back a little bit. All but right. uh, but yeah, so good stuff, good stuff. But uh, yeah, so anyway, hey, it wouldn't be a hundred ep- episode uh, without what? But no, no. One more thing before we do that. All right. Ultimate goal, yes. Okay, both agreed. Both of our ultimate, you know, pipe dream, winning the three hundred and fifty dollar mega million lottery. That you know nobody sure. plays a lottery until they see it's three hundred and fifty million. They go and spend five dollars on easy picks, whatever. Um, so we did the good, the bad. Ultimately, what would be your goal of this pod? Mine would be I would actually like to do a simul. I don't know how it would work. You know. But I would actually like to go on to YouTube and at some point 
and then I don't know. If, do you do YouTube while? Uh, yeah, because I think that's how Spit and Chicklist does it. We're doing. We're recording the podcast right now. People would be watching this on YouTube, mm-hmm. and then we release it on the podcast platform, and then those who don't watch YouTube can still listen Correct. to them. And okay, so yep. yeah. Yep. That's my ultimate goal, whether that starts episode 101, 201, 1066. Right. Well, 1066, we're probably going to have to start doing more than one a week. Well, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, so. That or we'll be wearing our Depends. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, But that's where, that's where I see us taking this franchise i just call it a franchise because it sounds cool <laughs> right no i mean that yeah that's eventually i i want it to come to the point to where we have uh microbreweries hey you know we just opened a satellite brewery uh we've got some new flavors we got some things we want to get out there and people to know about mike dave can you know can we come on the show or can we do a, an interview and get on the pod you know, and have a little bit of sponsorship. Um, you know, if we yep. get known it within the the microbrew, that's circles. the chicken and the egg theory, though, because I, I right, actually right. think we got to get noticed before the beer companies want us. Like, if we had, well, I mean, it's no. I'm saying right. if you're talking down the line, right, three right. Or five years from now, I'm saying right. If that would be the eventual no, result of what you're right. talking about, yeah. So, um, but all right. So, yeah, that's kind of like our uh, 100-year recap, but, you know. 100 episode or 100 year? Yeah, 100 episodes. 100, <laughs> 100, you know, seems like 100 years sometimes. Fuck you. Hey. All right, I have one giant fuck you today. And All right, let me strap in here yeah. for a second. And, again, another mention for At The Fishman 8. Like he said early on when we first started the fuck you segment, he said, well, man, you give out too many fuck yous. If you guys ever do become big, you won't get to have any sponsors because you will fuck, that, fuck you, everybody. <laughs> but here's a, here's a big one. And, first of all, I'm going to put on record, yes, my own absent-mindedness, my own mistake, I own it, I live up to it. That said, we belong, Liz and I belong to Independent Bank. Um, we have three different accounts there. I've been a member of Independent Bank since I was in high school, probably senior year, and if, if not senior year of high school, freshman year of college, when it was Great Lakes Bank. And then it became... Um, the, Joe Schmo Bank, and then this bank, and I've been through all the transfers and everything. Again, let's say just right. roughly say eight, 1985, so 36 years. Right. I've been a member of this bank. Have three accounts there. One of the account is strictly an account where $50 a month, or $50 a paycheck comes out and goes into Liz's Roth IRA and my Roth IRA. And I do not um, keep much of a balance in there. Just because it's 50, you know, it, it's, I just want, uh, uh, God, I, I want to say Hanover, but I know it's not Hanover, but Franklin, Franklin is. I just want Franklin to be able to get their hundred dollars 
Oh, I see what you're saying. I got you. To get it out. Yeah, so yeah, I, yeah. I don't keep much of a balance in there. Right. L- literally, the balance is usually $300. Sure. And then I let it go. Actually, it's 306 because then I know, okay, $100 for it's once a month, not yeah. once a paycheck. Yeah. So it's, I, I say to yeah. myself, I got 306 in there, so I've got uh, January, February, and March. Yeah. $100, $200, $300. i am down to $6. I'll deposit another $300 in there. Gotcha. What'd you say the account number was on that? But yeah, one, two, three, four, <laughs> five, six, seven, eight, nine. Um, so anyway, got busy, you know, doing the pod, doing this, doing that, excruciating pain with the left knee, as the listeners have all known, watching the Bears, doing this, working, uh, uh, coaching youth football. Um, yeah, hey, life. Yeah, right. And again, my fault, not blaming. Sure. So, the October, it comes out the 25th of the month. The $100 yeah. that Franklin took out from my account yeah. came out on October 25th. All right. On October 25th, there was $6 in that account. Okay. Franklin got their $100. Independent Bank charged me 34 and 34 for overdraft fees. So, that's $68. Right. right. Hey, okay, shame on me. And then for nine days... I was charged six dollars a day. Yep. Because I hadn't put money in there because I did. Right. You know. Yeah. So nine times six, math guy here is fifty-four. Fifty-four and sixty-eight is one hundred and twenty-two dollars. Right. And I'm like, when I went on to do online banking, I was like, again, <laughs> set, set that the phone, phone down and the fucker. Right. Yep. So, <laughs> so anyway, I go to I sit down the other day to do online banking, and I see a negative number on the balance of one of the. I'm like, oh fuck. I, I quickly get in, transfer some funds. Yep. And then I, I, I get to thinking, it's like, I've got three fucking accounts at this bank. And without getting too personal with our listeners, I don't want the listeners to know how much fucking money we're bringing in with flights, football, and anything else. Right, right. Oh, yeah. You know, I don't, I, I don't want to give out that much information, but I'm just going to tell you this. The other two accounts, there is substantially more than $122 between right. those two accounts. I, I would I would hope so, yeah. So, two two things. And the second thing is the real reason for the fuck you. But the first thing is like, okay, all Michael, Patrick, Peters, Elizabeth, and Peters are on account that was overdrawn, on account with this amount of money, an account with this amount of money, and both of these accounts have substantially more than $122 in it. Why can't the bank just say, okay, well, we're going to, hey, we're covering our ass. We're fucking taking money from Peter to pay Paul. Right. Okay. Yep. yep. Maybe a, a finance, you know, like maybe Mark Kackmeister's listening to this pod and he says, well, Mike, as a, you know, a financial person, banks aren't allowed to t- do that because that would be, okay, fair enough. Fair enough. You got me on that. So my real reason for the fuck you, I received an email. That independent banks would be closed on Thursday, November 11th, in honor of Veterans Day. Thank you, veterans. Thank you for serving our country, dying for our country, providing the freedom for Dave and I to drink beer and do a podcast. Happy Veterans Day to all veterans last Thursday. You know what? I don't need a fucking email that you're closed. I can drive to the drive through window. Nobody's here. Or I can go to the lobby, pull the door, and it's locked. <sighs> They must be closed. How about a fucking email that says, hey, we're charging you $6 a day because you're over-fucking-drawn in this account. 
Right. And then it would have been 34 and 34 for the initial overdraw. That's 68. One day is 74. Right. The email, I get the email. Oh, fuck. Right. So now instead of $122, it's $74. Yeah. So for $48 fucking dollars, Independent Bank gets a big, gigantic fuck you from me after 36 fucking years. And I, I wish I was that person to go in there and say, and I don't, it would have been interesting to see what they would have done and go in there and say, um, Hey, this would have my fault. My bad. I'm an idiot. I'm an airhead. Whoops. Um, account one, two, three, four and account two, four, six, eight. I'd like them in cash now, please. Right. I'm closing these accounts. I'm closing them out and I want it in cash. Right. Now, is it millions of dollars? Absolutely not. Again, it's substantially more than the hundred and twenty-two dollars. Right. So, and again, if they can't rob Peter to pay Paul for, you know, the financial security fraud and integrity reasons, fair enough. But I don't fucking need the email that you're closed on Veterans Day. I fucking know banks are closed on holidays. Right. I, I would have appreciated an email to save me the additional fucking six dollars a day for nine fucking days. Yeah. So independent bank, fuck you. Yeah, we've got. Uh, <laughs> whoo! Yeah. Where's the Tylenol? <laughs> no, we've got notifications set up. So if in uh, Team One lets us set if it gets below five hundred dollars on the on the big checking accounts, the main ones that pay the bills, right. we get a notification to our phone, and that's every every withdrawal. Below five hundred gets a notification right. on, on a notification in an email, um, so maybe that's what you know. You got to go and see if they can set that up. And if they can't set up, you know, if you can't set up the notifications, if you can't set up the 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 ceiling or the excuse me the floor on your balance, the minimum balance where you get these notifications. If they, oh we can't do that, sir, we don't have the capability. Then you do ask for your money and you get no. the hell out of there. Yeah. So, anyway, I did and again, and it's not the hundred twenty-two dollars. I lost one hundred twenty-two dollars betting football today. But it's the point of things. Like, oh, yeah. You know, they send an email. Oh. Like, they send an email that they're there's, close. It's yeah. Like, no, there's <laughs> frontline documentaries. Uh, PBS, the investigative reporting. Um, I think the one is called the Card Game, and it's about uh, overdraft protection on your debit cards. And you can thank uh, Texas con- banking consultant uh, Bill Strunk for that because that was his idea. Well, Billy, Billy Strunk, Billy Strunk, free checking and overdraft protection was his idea to the banking system to you know make up uh, lost revenue and stick it to the. And he actually in that documentary he admitted to you know hey did they take my idea to an extreme where. They'll take out on a given day, the banks will take out your most, your largest withdrawals first. Like some days right. you have several withdrawals, right? Right. Well, most of the banks and credit unions will take out the biggest ones, assuming they're most the most important. And then you'll have $6 left in your account and you're not knowing it. And you'll go get a pizza, um, a Slurpee at 7-Eleven. You'll fill up your tank of gas and bing, 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 35, 35, 35, 35, 35. And you, by the time you get right. in, you know, that happened to Shelly and I once. There was a deposit, a paycheck deposit from school. I think it was a leap year kind of a thing. I, some people might have had this happen to them. Um, and we went three weeks without uh, one of our paychecks. 
Now, of course, they made it up, you know what I mean, in another paycheck, but we forgot. Right. And our balance got too low, and so we went three days, cha-ching, cha-ching. It was to the tune of about $350 in fees. Right. Happened once, never happened again. Right, and that's and that's what I mean. And, and then I wonder if I could have went in and talked to somebody, but I was like, you know what? It was bottom line. It was my fault. I mean, I just right. got busy and it wasn't. But it's that, the key. It's the it's the repetitive charging and charging right. and charging. It's like, <laughs> look at this guy. Right. He doesn't even know his account's overdrawn. Look at this shit, man. Cha ching. Right. So, but anyway, yeah. so that was. Um, I have no fuck you. Really? Just perfect world, eh, Dave? Nah, I don't know about perfect, but it's pretty good. All right, Better than most, not as good as some. All right, well, what does that leave us with? Random question All right, for episode do- 100. Let's do it. All right, so my random question to you, sir, is... Would you rather have telekinesis, which means you can move shit with your mind, or uh, telepathy... You could read people's minds. And what would you do with it? All right. I, I think we talked about this on an earlier pod, much earlier. The tele, telepathy. 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 Yeah. Um, which is actually basically what Mel Gibson had and what, gonna, and what, what women want. Yeah. And it drove him crazy. And that would be cool... But I don't know how useful it is. And it could actually be kind of hurtful. Like, you know, you're, you're at a bar, you're like, hey, sweetheart, you know, trying to lay your game. And she's like, look, this guy is a fucking slobby <laughs> fucking pig. I wouldn't fuck him if he was the last man in the world. I want to kill myself. He's so fucking hideous. That's kind of that's kind of painful to hear, bro. I mean, so you know, you you, you walk out of that bar feeling pretty, 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 pretty small. Pretty dejected. Yeah. So... All right, but now the telekinesis, what I would do now, do you know if telekinesis, do you have to be in, like, like right now, do I have to be here to make your computer screen close, or could I be, like, on a Zoom, for instance? Oh. And the reason I asked that, the reason I asked that is because if I could use telekinesis... I'm fucking hunkering down, and, you know, I'm going to, you know, for that $350 million lottery, I'm going to go play, Oh yeah. and I'm going to say, give me give me numbers one, two, three, four, <laughs> five, and six, and then I'm going to turn on the old Powerball draw, and if I can do, if, I don't know if telekinesis works this way, I'm going to, as the balls are, as the machine, one, Two, boom! And now I've just won the fucking lottery. Right. And then, and then after I won the lottery, then I'll use it for like, you know, watch, watch me uh, spill this drink on this guy. Then, you know, <laughs> use it for parlor tricks at my leisure after I've just won the three hundred sixty million dollar lottery. Right. That's pretty good. I was just gonna. I was hoping from the standpoint of a younger person, maybe not married, just try to figure out how to how to do shit and you know trying to get your first job trying to maybe climb the corporate ladder you know using the telepathy to try to read people's minds and get ahead of the game maybe throw some people under the bus right so you would rather have telepathy than te- tele telepathy telepathy 
telepathy over I telekinesis. It, I think it would probably be more useful. I and if you can do it remotely, from I from a betting it, perspective though, you could probably win a lot of a lot more bets if you could use it remotely, like you're talking about. Well, that way you couldn't bet on that because I mean, well, I mean, I guess you could. I mean. Yeah, because you you could say give me the Cowboys minus seven, and then you could just make that make ball, the ball sail yeah, out of the yeah, end zone. Yeah. yeah, that's yeah. So I, does that? I guess we'll have. You'd be to, in hog heaven if you could do it. If you didn't have yeah, to be never, there, I guess I wouldn't even need the lottery. I would just bet two hundred dollars a game. I'd just be watching it. Put that ball in the and then everybody, the announcer would be like, "Jesus Christ, that's the third ball he's thrown in the stands." <laughs> so I wonder if. But after three hundred and fifty million dollars went in that on FanDuel, I bet you someone would come knocking at your door. Right, that's why I guess that's why I would just pull the numbers one time. That's why it, it's important to know. Um, I would still rather move shit, even if it was just for, like I say, just for parlors checks. You see somebody in a bar acting like an asshole. It's like, watch this. I'm going to have this waitress just dump this soup all over this dumb fuck. <laughs> that, that would be funny. But like I say, if you could do it like through the, uh, like a TV or a sure. Zoom sure. type deal, then yes, I would. Right. I got you. All right. Or like I say, like you, like you're on a uh, on a business Zoom, you just you know just make the host of the meeting just start like touching them and everybody's like, like, what is this person doing? You know, the little so like Jeffrey tubing. Tube, yep. Maybe that's what was happening with that, him. I bet it was. That should have been his defense. Somebody <laughs> watching this. Ed, somebody watching this at telekinesis. And then, um, thanks for nothing, Danny. Oh shit. All right, let's go. Let's rank this one. Um, Caddyshack. There you go. Yes, it is. I knew. Yes, <laughs> yep. Caddyshack. Yep. Got yep. it. Finally. All right. Oh, you know what? This has got right. drinkability. It does. Um, I don't know if it, it was by the def- second or third one, I'd be breathing it was, fire. It was definitely, you could tell the, the, I mean, this is, we haven't used this descriptor. Yeah. Is that a word? Sure. We'll make it one. Yeah, we'll make it one. Episode 100. The descriptor. Um, but this is definitely lawnmower drinking beer. What? Yes. Oh, okay. You know? No. Really? <laughs> I went my so, gut. It, it I is, mean. Oh, no. It's so it's so mild. In the jalapeno, the, the jalapeno, the habanero notes are very subtle, but they're there. So now all I've got to decide is this. My favorite of the night. Do, 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 370. Do, wow. Okay. Now. So it is, like my, a, it is my favorite of the night, but th- 370, 366, 358. So I liked all three, but right, right, this right. was my favorite of the night. So for you on the Dragon's Milk White, the bourbon was just a little too oof. Right. Right? So for this, for me and my palate... The heat, I enjoy it. I couldn't have more than two because I would be, you know, my, right. I well, would have to. I would have to put out the fire with some ice cream or something. Well, right, and see, and that's where because I, I couldn't. I could, <clears throat> if it was more than two of these right. to mow my lawn, yeah, I wouldn't. All right, and that, and again, I'm not. This isn't me knocking you because obviously this is just two people with different tastes. I don't consider this fire at all. I feel I taste. The hot, I, I taste the pepper, but it's not overbearing with my taste buds. You know, and that that comes from because perhaps I like hotter stuff than you do, right? And 
yeah, because I, I would I would not consider this fire. I feel it's a pleasant pepper okay. taste. Yeah. I don't even know if there's any heat. There's there's that definite fucking habanero flavor. Oh, for sure. For sure. But uh, the I don't think there's any I don't the heat level is if we're going if we're gonna rate the heat level on one through five, I'm giving the heat level a one. Yeah, I'm probably going to give it a two or a three for my palate. But the flavor, you do taste a pepper flavor oh, on sure. the, on yeah, the, yeah, yeah, on the yeah, palate. Yeah. So. I'm going to give it a 3.35. 3.35. Because so I you're enjoyed mi- it. You're middle beer, so you actually liked it better than Smiling Irish Bass. I did. I like the flavor. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I like because yeah. it's got something that's that's interesting. It's not overpowering that I can't drink it. I right. just know that when you called it a lawn, like when I'm going to mow my lawn, it's going to be two or three. Well, when you're editing, know. when you're editing segment three of episode one hundred of Flights Football and anything else, I'm actually going to have another one because <laughs> Brandon did give us this five pack. Oh, because this is one of the ones he sampled. Oh, Brandon. So, all right, nice. But uh, I had uh, yeah, three point three five. So what did what did Untap oh, come in at? With six thousand one hundred check-ins, so the smallest uh, sample size of the night. Yep. Us, we on uh, tapped was right in the middle of us. I was three seventy, untapped was three fifty three, and you were three thirty five, okay. which is the reverse of three fifty three. Right. Huh? Boy, did I put a fucking mathematical twist Woo! on that motherfucker? Wow! But Dave, one hundred episodes, buddy. Congratulations! Let's give another cheers. As I look down on the bottom of my glass. I can see I'm out of beer. And as a late, great Stuart Scott would say, you ain't got to go home, but you got to get the heck up out of here. <laughs>